Come on. The strong, the powerful Tracy Bissett has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Tracy. Thank you so much, George. I'm delighted to be back. So Tracy is a CFA. She's the chief fitness trainer of Bissett Financial Fitness, Inc. She's the host of the Young Money with Tracy Bissett podcast. She's a full-time professor in the financial services faculty within the business school at Centennial College. She's been the recipient of numerous industry awards. Again, I'm excited to have you back on. Tracy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Perfect. So I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, So a a Canadian, I am super passionate about financial education and financial literacy for young adults as well as entrepreneurs. Uh, I've loved money ever since I was a very young child. And I think that the earlier you get your arms around it, you get that settled in your life, uh, the better off your life is going to be. Um, So that's what drives me. And um, if I can help one person a day, I love doing that. And so As you mentioned, I do that with my podcast, I do that teaching, and then I do that through coaching programs, either one-on-one or group programs with entrepreneurs. So super excited to be back and and share more about financial literacy. Yeah, I think that that's cool. I didn't realize that you were a full-time professor, uh, Tracy. How, How long have you been doing that? I've been teaching for four years and just became full-time about nine months ago. So really uh, excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's super cool. And it's so, it's so um, powerful, cool, great that you're able to use all these different mediums to be impacting people. I see, think about, talk about helping one person a day. Well, I don't think there's any question. You're probably able to do a lot more than that. So I think it's cool. So what's 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 top of mind for you right now? We're having this conversation at the end of January. So what's top of mind for me is kind of the things I've been observing during the pandemic. And the thing that struck me as being so crucial, and it's always been important, but never been as clear, is the need to have multiple streams of income. And so whether you're an individual and you've got a job, having another way of getting funds coming in uh, is important. Or if you're a business owner, having um, different products or services or different markets that you target, so important so that if something happens to one of them, you're able to to um, not have your life kind of blow up and and be in um, jeopardy, but that you have something else to rely on. And so I know a lot of people have been extremely uh, resourceful and resilient throughout the pandemic and have been able to either pivot what they're doing or come up with new things. Um, But I think as we we go into what's probably going to be still a little bit more turmoil over the next couple months, um, thinking through what, what am I good at? What can I do? What can I possibly um, set up so that I have more funds coming in and um, that it's not too stressful for your life, but that you're you're actually um, looking after yourself and all your eggs aren't in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. And hopefully, hopefully we're, we're coming towards maybe the tail end of the pandemic with vaccines and, and everything else going on. Who, who knows, but let's just assume that, that we are, and that we are a little bit more settled to your point you know, there's always never been a, a a bad time to have multiple streams of income. But if you have not done that throughout the pandemic, you've had to pivot and you're sort of in triage the whole time. Um, if, if I'm an individual who's listening, how, how, how do you coach people to sort of figure out how to even get that started? 
So first thing I would recommend, if you have a full-time job, you want to make sure you look into your employment contract with your primary employer, because you don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize your primary stream of income. So find out what you're allowed to do, and different companies are going to have different rules around that. Uh, from there, um, you're probably not going to go out and create something that you're doing in your day job, but think about what you're skilled at and what could you easily uh, market and sell. A lot of people are very talented, whether they're musically inclined, whether they have a skill they can teach other people. Even if you can do lessons uh, a couple days a week uh, online live, um, you can bring in some extra income. Maybe you have a talent to create some kind of product um, that you can produce really easily and you can sell that and set up a small store online. So think about what you like, what you're good at, and it should be something that you're interested in and that you don't mind spending time over and above your, your day job. Uh, if you have the means, I mean, certainly real estate investment um, to become a, a rental property owner is a great option, uh, but you've got to be prepared to either have the funds to be able to source a property manager to take care of things for you or be close enough to be able to put in the time and deal with those things as they come up. So lots of different options for people um, and just make sure you're not stretched too thin. you got to be able to still perform well at your primary job and then find something on the side that can bring in even a couple hundred dollars extra a month will help you build up your emergency fund or help you save for other goals that you have. Yeah, I think that that's really well said right there. It's a matter of really figuring out, do I have additional time that I could devote to this? And, and then do I have the additional energy that I can devote to this? Because we certainly don't want to burn ourselves out and run ourselves into the ground. Um, in terms of, in, you sort of answered my question, is, is, is there a number that you think, okay, if I'm able to make an extra $100 a month doing this, is that worth me doing it? How, how, how do you coach people through that process of trying to figure out, well, yeah, um, I, I used to play tennis, maybe I could do tennis lessons, but how much would actually be worth my time? So I think it's important to take stock of what are your goals, how are you sitting against your goals? What are the things you want to do in the future? And how important is it to you? So if you don't have any emergency savings at this point because the pandemic was extremely hard um, and you're, there's a lot of things that you want to accomplish, maybe you have children that you want to go on to post-secondary, maybe you're, you're trying to buy a car, whatever the case may be, if the need is more significant uh, and it's more urgent, I think probably anything that you can earn is going to be good. Um, but if things are looking okay and it's more of a hassle than, than not um, to get an extra 100 or 200 a month, then I would say don't do it. Um, so it's really personally dependent on your situation, but you've got to start with the facts and then think about what would future me and my future family want? What would be important to us? And would maybe a, a short-term sacrifice or a little bit of extra work weekly be worth it for us to be able to hit these other milestones that we would really like to do? And I think it's really important to, to, to revisit something you said. I think the last time you were on as a guest, you talked about how as a business owner, you need to know your facts and that's your mm -hmm. cash flow and, and, and your budgeting. And that really resonated with me. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you sort of reminded me of that. Um, as you are looking at doing something like this, if you're an individual or a business owner, you really do need to have those fundamentals down. For sure. And it's going to be different for every person. Um, for somebody listening right now, a hundred dollars extra a month 
could be the start of an emergency fund. And by all means, then absolutely you should do that. Uh, but for somebody else listening, it might mean that I'm not going to spend as much time with my family every week. And so I, that's not a trade-off I'm willing to to make. And that's okay. Everybody can make their own decisions about this. Right, right. Life is always a series of trade-offs. So mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of real estate, uh, real estate investing, um, how do you counsel people who are interested in doing that to learn everything that they need to learn? Um, so it does come back to the cash flow first and foremost. Um, so you've got to be able to objectively figure out how much you think you can rent your unit out for how much then the expenses are going to be associated with it. If you have financing with it, how much is that going to cost? Um, and, and really be objective about it. Don't get excited about, well, I can maybe get X amount per month. Mm-hmm. And you have to be prepared um, that if you don't have a tenant, that you could actually cover that a month monthly. And I think that's the part that most people tend to forget about. As long as they've got a tenant, everything's fine and they're making some profit and they're paying down the mortgage on the property. But what happens if there's no tenant? And could you afford to carry that? And how long could you afford to carry it? And I think that's all really important financial um, stuff and legwork that needs to be done up front. Then you can go out with a reasonable budget. You can stop, start looking at properties and figure out what makes sense to you. The other thing that's very important to consider outside of the, the financial and the cash flow piece is, am I able to fix things? Am I going to have to pay somebody else every time something breaks? And am I going to like those calls when I'm already maybe stressed at my job and now I've got to deal with my tenants? So it's, does this actually fit in? to your life and as I mentioned before or does it um, or you have enough cash flow or the property is going to kick off enough cash flow that you can outsource that to a property manager and take that off your plate so it's really a passive type investment so again it's about what are your goals what are your skills could you go and fix things do you have the capacity and the time but first and foremost is this actually going to be cash flow positive and if you didn't have a tenant for a period of time could you afford to carry that property those are the questions it's not when stuff's going great it's when things maybe go a little bit sideways so yeah and i find people get very excited at the prospect of all this residual income coming into them and um, not necessarily thinking about when those tenants may not be there and so on paper everything looks great when you're um, expecting a certain rent to come in but what happens if it doesn't and can you carry that because that can then affect all of your your debt that you're carrying, your credit score, and other things in your life. Right. So, in in, in terms of of being a business owner who is interested in creating an additional stream of income, how do you walk me through that a little bit? I would say, uh, if you can, it's best to. to already use what you have. Um, Let's not recreate the wheel, but perhaps you're targeting a different client. Perhaps you're packaging it up in a different and distinct way so that you're building on all of the positives and the foundation that you've built. So it's more of a tweak than a brand new um, entry into the market. So however you can do that would be great. Um, 
if you've only been um, coaching people uh, live or one-on-one, perhaps you're developing an online course so you can get that out to more people at a time. The price point will definitely be different. It'll be lower, but perhaps you can reach more people. Um, You can either do it um, live online or perhaps you're doing it recording so it's evergreen for people to take when and where they choose. Um, So start with what you're good at. Try not to recreate the wheel and um, look for other clients to target or another way to package it up. Nice. Makes sense. To, uh, to kind of pivot a little bit, I know that, <clears throat> that you are you're very passionate about working with all sorts of different people and business owners, um, but I also know that, that you get pretty excited and you've been working on something for 18 to 30-year-olds. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we've been working on it for a while and we're going to bring it to fruition uh, now in 2021. It's a 12-month money planner for young adults. And so we're going to be tackling as the months go by in the year, the things that you should be thinking about. And so it's a really practical workbook, if you will, that's going to have for every month of the year, um, some teaching and lesson and then an actual either template or some steps for you to be able to put this in action in your own life. And it's going to help guide um, those young adults in terms of where should I be focusing my attention. Um, You may be doing some of the things in there, maybe not all. Some may be new to you and you may decide you're going to explore them, talk to people in your friends group, your family, see what they're doing to address those kinds of things in their lives. And it could be something as simple as um, how do I even set goals? Um, so that I, I know what's important to me in the short, the medium and long term. And then how do I develop that financial plan to secure them? Um, how do I think about my money mindset? Because we know that is so important and can dictate um, the way that we behave with our money. So it's going to have a wide range of things covering 12 months of the year. And um, at the time this airs, we, w- we should have that out um, in the market. So I, I hope everybody will check that out. Nice. So, when when you're working on putting something like this together, I'm sure that you're wanting, obviously, to make it extremely useful and accessible, but then also robust and thorough and cover all these different topics. How? Just walk me through some of the, I, I, I know they talked about goals and mindset and time horizon. What are really those key elements that you said, okay, here's the things that we're going to keep in for sure? Um, So certainly planning for goals, how to financially think about your um, ability to take on risk and actually how you determine that. And I find for me, especially it's about stepping back and thinking about what are the things that I think are givens that we need to make sure that this age group is really learning about. So even sometimes the difference between credit and um, debit cards, making sure how do I understand my credit score, going back to the basics because uh, everybody wants to jump to investing as the number one thing because it's fun and it's exciting and everybody's talking about it. Um, But you've got to secure the basics before you you can go on and and do that. So we will have some stuff on investing in it. um, But for me, it's about building that core foundation so that it's not that whoever's working through the book is going to have all all the answers, but they're going to have a lot more questions to ask, a lot more knowledge about how to ask things and really to frame financial things in their mind um, so that they can make sure they're getting the best advice and getting the best answers when they're trying to figure something out. I appreciate all that. And yes, we can't go from zero to investing in Bitcoin overnight. We need to do (laughs) a lot of really, really important stuff in, in the interim and 
what you were just describing, so important and understanding your risk and really actually understanding that and, and how investing will eventually apply to you, but just making sure that you do understand your credit and credit cards versus debit cards and, and all those super important things and framing it is, is so important. So I, I, I appreciate all that. Um, is there anything that, that, that you really wanted to avoid doing as, as you were packaging this planner up? I'm not a huge fan of telling people what to do. Hmm. It's very rarely that I will do that. There's a couple things that sometimes in my podcast I will say. Uh, for me, it's more about um, getting the critical thinking going and the questions so that you can really tackle anything that comes at you in the rest of your life from a financial standpoint if you know um, how to position that in your mind and what perspective to come at it and to know that you have the capability. A lot of it is about building up the confidence to be able to ask the questions in the first place. And nobody knows everything. I learn new things every day. And so if you can master the question piece, you can then get the answers to, to satisfy yourself for whatever you're going to be tackling. I love it. That's excellent. Well, Tracy, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So again, on the theme of financial fitness, take one step forward every single day. Um, look for multiple streams of income like we talked about. If you get off track on your journey, that's okay. Be kind to yourself, get back on track, um, but take one step forward every day to becoming more financially fit. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Tracy, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they get a copy of the, of the planner? Um, so you can head over to bissettfinancialfitness.com. Um, all social media handles are there and you'll be able to see when the book is available. Uh, if you want to get on the wait list, um, you can certainly um, go to bissettbook.com and you'll be notified when that's available. If anybody's got questions or comments um, from today's show, I'd love to hear from you on LinkedIn. So Tracy has an E and Bissett has two S's, two T's. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tracy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to BissettFinancialFitness.com, find Tracy on LinkedIn, and engage with all her good work. Thanks again, Tracy. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>